Hey team, welcome back to the show. Today is Coach Natalie and I um, talking a little bit about growth mindset. And really, I would say this episode is probably going to be geared more towards the coaches in our audience. I think this definitely has a ton of carryover to our clients as well, but really kind of like for you as a coach, how to continually get better, how to help your clients get the best results possible, which is very much like what the foundation of our service has very much been on, like not on marketing or being the best at Instagram, but really just constantly striving to be the best we possibly can at helping our clients. And it's been so cool, especially like in the last couple of years to really kind of see all that come to fruition with just the amazing results everyone is getting. Like I know even like the last week when we were away, um, well, for most of the last week when we were away at the N1 seminar, even like the amount of like, like uh, Patricia, shout out to Patricia and Andrea, where she uh, actually competed in a bodybuilding competition, which were not typically coaches for competitors, um, but just a client that Andrea had worked with for like two and a half years. And that's such a far cry from like where they started, but she actually ended up getting on stage and actually won her pro card. So like there are, I feel like just so many examples of like that, even in the last week that came up, um, it was just so cool to me. And I think all of us really have kind of been reflecting on this, but really wanted to kind of make this more a mindset episode. Um, again, I think like these, these ideas translate over both to like our most successful clients. Um, but also very much like for us, as I know, we are also uh, looking to add someone else to our team as a coach. And really this has been something we've been talking a lot in that capacity about as well, right? Like what are the things we look for? What are the things that stand out to us the most in the applicants who really seem to be the best qualified to work with us? And again, it's almost always like this, white belt mentality, a uh, kind of like this focus on constant learning and growing and like being willing to invest in yourself. Um, so I touched on the in one thing. Um, I actually think like the best place for, for us to start here is like first kind of a wrap up of the last week and kind of what we've been up to. So Natalie, will you kick us off just kind of your thoughts on the last week, kind of giving the listeners uh, an idea of what we've been up to? Yeah. So the whole team, meaning Jez, Andrea, and myself. Um, all, Aside from Rhea. Yeah, it's, uh, Rhea did not join us this time, but uh, the coaches on the team um, went out to Boulder, Colorado to N1's, uh, one of their practical, so N1 education, N1 training, um, led by Coach Kasim, uh, who leads a great team out there. Um, they have been a source of like inspiration, knowledge, and um, I mean, lots, so much, I, so many ideas uh, for us on the training side of things. Um, and I know that all of us have really kind of like looked to them for quite a while, um, kind of as, as like leaders in the space and, and, you know, as people who are constantly trying to kind of learn more, um, you know, we've always wanted to go out there and check out one of their in-person practicals. Uh, they have a lot of great online courses uh, for those of you out there that are coaches yourselves or just really, really, really into the the nerdy side of biomechanics, anatomy, exercise setup, uh, and execution and selection. Um, so for those of you who are really into that, um, definitely shout out to N1. You want to check out their stuff. But, you know, their online courses are very cool. But, you know, there's, there's kind of nothing like a hands-on experience and like really kind of getting... Uh, getting it straight from the horse's mouth, so to speak. So it was a four day long seminar, um, like 9am to 5pm, um, lots of training, but also just lots of like classroom style learning. Um, 
And it was it was pretty mind blowing just from a sheer like information perspective, like information oh, yeah. load for sure. Um, I did like most of their biomechanics course prior to going out there. And so I felt like I had a fairly strong foundation. Um, yeah. and, and a lot of our the way that we program for our clients as well is like fairly in line. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of things like come from them. Um, so I, I felt like I had a, a decent handle, but I also have a lot of friends in the industry who have done the seminar who who were just like, be prepared. Like your your mind's gonna be blown. You're not gonna catch everything. And it's not that I didn't believe them, but you know, I definitely went with an open mind. But you know, coming away from it, it was just like, yeah, like that was a lot. So um, I'm still kind of digesting everything that we've learned um for sure. But a lot of a lot of cool takeaways and a lot of fun things that I am very excited to implement with my clients, uh, as well as with, you know, even my own training and and how I approach my training. Um, so just, yeah, like a lot of training, a lot of really hard sets, um, lots of new stuff. But it kind of just, as you said in the beginning of the podcast, got us all reflecting on how much we value like our continuing education and how grateful we feel to be able to do things like that and take advantage of opportunities like that to learn. Um, you know, I think we're all, I think, I think one thing kind of consistent with this team is that no one actually wants to be the smartest person in the room, you know? No, absolutely. Yeah. If you're the smartest person in the room, I mean, probably feels pretty cool. I wouldn't know. I never am, but I have to ask Andrea <laughs> what it's like next time we talk to her. <laughs> No, but you I, know, it's like, you just don't like, I, man, it might feel cool for a second, but then how boring, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I think that is, especially as a coach, if you are always the smartest person in the room, in your circle, that's probably a problem because you're not growing, you're not learning. And I know for me, even personally, just like, and I think this is true for all of us, but like when I'm not constantly learning to continue my education, I started to lose some of my excitement about this. And then, because I mean, the reality is like, especially if you work with like more like brand new clients, like more like gen pop clients, there will become a point where yes, it is going to be about the fundamentals, but also you can always continue to learn and hone in your skills, hone in the way you deliver things. Like, how can I better teach? How can I better communicate? There's just so much that we can always be continuing to learn. And that's like with the in one uh, with the practical, I, I also thought it was great. Um, very fun. It was, I know we talked about this, like a lot of the movements, those weren't necessarily new to me, but the ways that we could coach them, for example, I learned a ton there where I can so much better help clients in that regard. There were a good amount, there a decent amount of new movements specifically with like lats and delts. Um, but I think again, they've kind of just actually created, um, and that was very cool, but also just as much, just like being able to pick those guys' brains on whatever we wanted for like four days was just beyond valuable for me. And I know it was going to carry over so much to the way we coach clients, but as you kind of touched on, like, I think that one, one thing I appreciate so much about our team as a whole, and also is like a big part of, I think we're all almost kind of like hyper-protective of like what we have on our team. Um, which again is like make, made the process of like finding who our next coach is a little bit more difficult, but it's something that I think we're all okay with taking our time with because we value it so much. But one thing that I really admire about everyone on our team is how much like that, not just like continuing education, but like constant growth, just like 
always kind of expanding how much like i really feel like that is really a core value for everyone on our team like even if i think back on the last like three months there's of course been this like our work with dom like all our continued education but also like thinking think about like how much we have put in not just like from a monetary perspective but all like literal energy and time we put into personal development right like actually all three of us now are working with uh, Leah, like outside of not really even related to coaching at all, but literally just like, how do we better communicate? How do we like change our perception of ourselves, kind of get out of our own way? Uh, which I think is a huge part of leading our people, but also again, just being better versions of ourselves. And it's been cool to me also, like how obsessed with not just the training nutrition, but again, like constantly growing as people, everyone on our team is. And I, I, I really, I really value and appreciate that. Yeah. I think, um, you know, for those of you out there that, you know, wonder, maybe, I don't know, maybe you wonder what we talk about in our team meetings besides, all I don't think anybody cares besides our awesome clients. We're always talking about, about you guys. Uh, but I think it's kind of, it's kind of interesting, like, and it only just came to mind just now, um, that like, we pretty much start every like Thursday meeting with like, what have you been learning this week? You know, or like, hey, any new kind of breakthroughs, like on on a personal or professional level. Um, but it's like we all we didn't really set it up this way in a formal capacity, but we all sort of had these like little pet projects that we're always working on. You know, like like I was working through like the N1 course for a while, you know, and it was always like, hey, like, what are you learning from that? Um, or like, you know, working with a posing coach now, for example, it's like there have just been so many cool takeaways from there that I like can't wait to tell you guys about. Um, and then also get your thoughts on. Right. So um, I mean, those are so many conversations that we have, which I think is is super cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I will also say, like bringing it back to um like the other coaches in the audience, that is such a huge part of why our company has done so well, why our clients have done so well, because again, we've all have been obsessed with all of this for years and years. And I think that, um, and are really like, I think that like, if there's one point I can make, because again, within this, I've had so many conversations again with like the, uh, like trying to find our next coach. I've had so many conversations with individuals who like have wanted to work with our team. Um, and it's like, Hey, we're not quite there yet. Um, and, uh, one of the biggest questions I've been getting is like, okay, as a new coach, how do I continue to develop myself? Like, how do I like, how do I continue to improve? Right. And like one of the most common things I see is just like, Hey, you haven't invested in yourself enough. Right. The, the specifically with coaching, there's a weird thing where I think that people think it should just be super easy to just like be a good coach. Whereas if it was like a, if you look at like any other career, like looking to hire someone, it's very rare. Like, oh, this person has only been doing it for a year and they haven't, they literally haven't invested anything. They've just like done it on themselves, but cool. That's for sure who I want to hire. And I want to pay them a premium as well. Right. It's, but it's interesting. Like, it seems like a lot of people think it works that way in coaching where I talked to, I've talked to so many coaches who have like done so little as far as like their willingness to invest in themselves or even like investing in a coach right where um, i know i was talking to someone the other day where it's like i have i've hired a business coach i've never worked with a coach myself i'm not really sure how to coach my clients but it's like we're very much 
putting, and that's again, like another very common, this, I don't want this to just turn into a tangent, but that's another like common thing I see that I think is just kind of wreaking havoc on so many people is, uh, a lot of like business coaches, marketing, like, Hey, you don't actually need to be good at coaching. You don't need a certification, which I think I do think a lot of the certifications are shitty. I'm not, I'm not like saying that, but I think a lot of times the message that's put out there is like, all you need to do is learn like my business systems, my marketing systems, and you can consistently make a lot of money, but it's an interesting thing. Like, how do we expect to actually be able to build a sustainable business if we're not actually first we don't actually first know to help people extremely well right and that's i always say that like the foundation of you being a great or uh, having a successful coaching company is first you being a great coach right and i think one of the easiest ways to learn how to do that is first and foremost like there are so many different options as far as the education goes but first and foremost hire a coach yourself right if you're a coach and you have never work with a coach or if you've never worked with a coach online and you're trying to coach people online, right? Like right away, if you hire someone who you, um, has a proven track record of being able to help people well, that will show you so much. You'll learn so much just through the process of being coached by them about how to deliver a better service, how to better coach, how to actually work with the person in front of you. And it, it blows my mind. Like how many, how many coaches out there, like want to, don't understand why they don't they're not working with more clients don't understand even like a lot of times it's like i'm a coach but i can't afford coaching and it's like hey that mindset in itself is probably the reason you can't afford now this i don't want to sound like a dick here but like the reality is 300 to 400 dollars a month i found that if we make it a priority which i would argue if you're a coach if this is your career it should probably be a big priority um like that's like a couple grub orders, or that's like having a few less drinks out per month, or that's like having one less meal out per month that allows you to afford that. If you can't do that, that's probably why you're not progressing and able to get your clients level results that would allow you to like, feel like you could more easily afford that. But it's kind of, it's, I don't know any thoughts on that. I'm kind of rambling. Yeah. I mean, in other fields, this is called market research or even like R and D. Like if you're a coach yourself and you've never been coached, first of all, how do you really know this is something that you want to do? You know, I think there is um, a perception of what online coaching is, um, right. you know, and I think, I think it would surprise a lot of people that aren't actively doing it. Um, oh, what yeah. Lifestyle actually is. <laughs> I think um, the perception is, uh, you know, check-ins from the beach and, you know, like under palm trees and whatnot. And right. Yeah. The reality is, is like, I still wake up at like 4am every day to get my training in so that I have like a full day of work. Right. Um, and, you know, I was like, as you were kind of chatting through that, you know, I was thinking about um, like how, how I started. And like, one of the first things I did was hire a mentor mm-hmm. um, and his name is Frank and he's incredible. Frank Mastriani, like shout out to him. Um, shout out to you, Frank great guy, great coach, like excellent coach. Um, and by the way, this was also while I had a coach. So he was just like my mentor. And then I had a, a nutrition coach at the time. Uh, and then I was coaching myself as well. So there's a lot of coaching. Um, but I remember 
I was just like, when I started my, my business before I came to elevated coaching, I was like, well, obviously I need a mentor. I got to go find one, you know? And I heard, I heard Frank on a podcast, um, that, you know, from a former gym that I used to go to. And I was like, this guy, this guy sounds awesome. Like I'm going to, I'm going to get connected with him. But I, anyways, I bring this up because I think it's interesting that I sought out a mentor in the coaching space, not in the business sense. Like, you know, my first thought wasn't like, I need someone to teach me how to set up my LLC, you know, and and like teach me sales funnels and like discovery calls, sales calls or anything like that. It was literally like, I, you know, I need someone on my team that's going to like help develop me as a coach. Right. Um, And, and I, I mean, I didn't even know what I was doing at the time when I set up my business, but I'm so glad that that is the way that I went and then, of course, I think everyone probably knows by now that eventually, you know, I did the elevated coaching systems mentorship and like hired you as my mentor mm-hmm. and coach. And um, I've, I've told this story so many times, so you can just cut me off if, if you're bored. <laughs> um, but, you know, I was not actually in a financial position to hire you as a mentor. Like I was scared out of my mind. Actually, I don't even know if I've really told that story in, in such frank terms, but um, I was scared out of my mind to, to take that leap because right. I'm not in a financial position, but you did know, it pay, I, did it pay off? Eh, I'm still trying to decide that. <laughs> okay. um, but, you know, I think, I think this is just, this story just is such a clear example of like what happens when you do invest in yourself and take a leap of faith. And yeah. obviously I'm not telling everyone to go make foolish financial choices. You know, I mean, there, there are things we need to consider, of course, but my point is, is that, um, you know, when I, when I spoke with Jeremiah about the mentorship and what that entailed, I I just felt so strongly that this was something I I really needed to do. And I have said this before uh, on this podcast that the closest thing we have to a hack <laughs> is to like find someone who is doing what you want to do <laughs> and pay them to teach you how they do it. Like right. that is the fastest most efficient way from point A to point B. I oh, I'm yeah. like I'm all for like slogging it out yourself, you know, and like putting in the time and, but like, man, if you, you can cut that process in half, you know? And, and I just, I remember talking to you on that sales call and everything that you were saying about the mentorship was exactly what I wanted at the time. And what I knew, because I knew that being a, a better coach, being a good coach was ultimately going to determine the success of my business. Oh, absolutely. And, and so like, you know, long story short, I think we all know how this turned out, but like, I, I just want to say to the coaches out there, I was scared out of my mind because yeah. I was not in a place to financially invest. And I, you know, I was like, I can, I can scrape this together for right. a few months. Um, and obviously I'm, I'm so glad I did. I mean, I learned a ton and then here I am, but yeah. I think the the biggest thing now I'm starting to ramble, but the biggest thing that I will say to other coaches out there is like, oh, you know, you're going to be the one taking like sales calls, right? You know, you're going to be the one speaking to potential clients. How, how on earth are you going to expect other people to invest in coaching if you are not investing in coaching? Oh, absolutely. To bring it back to your story, um, I, we talked about this a couple of times, but one of the things you told me was 
or you told me, you told your friend, I don't remember which it was. I think you told Alex, this is like, this is the corner of the industry that I want to be in. And like, really that wasn't that long ago that you started the, in the mentorship. And it's been incredible to see your progression. Like Adam is literally your uncle now. And, <laughs> but like, just like how much you have grown and like how quickly you have grown into someone who like in this corner isn't just like in it, but is so like highly respected there. And I think a big part of that is because you've been so willing to just dive headfirst into these things to make scary decisions. Um, and it's again, like, I think we can harp on this a lot, but it is kind of crazy that like the way again, with this being much more centered towards coaches, um, the way to stand out in the fitness industry right now is just to actually be good at coaching. Yeah. Which is so, which is so weird. Like, of course it is. Right. But there's very few people that are actually like focusing on that side of things. Right. Um, and again, this is just like, for some reason, I feel so much more comfortable being like very hard on like other coaches versus clients, but I truly talk to so many people who are like, uh, I want to like, I want to understand how you guys get your clients the results that you do. I don't understand like why I can't help my clients like that. But again, it's like, I'm not, I've never worked with a coach. I'm not willing to spend a couple hundred dollars to do so. Right. And it's like, I mean, like for the, go how ahead. Are you even, I was just saying, how are you even confident about the product that you're offering? You know, cause like I, like to my earlier point about market research, you know, I mean, your, your coaching is the product you are offering. Right. And oh, absolutely. if you've never had coaching yourself, how do you know, how do you know you're even like, charging what you're worth right how, how do you know um i don't know it, it just it blows my mind so i mean i'm i where i know we're on the same page with this yeah. but the same way that you know you see all of these posts circulating on socials about you know like oh if you can't afford coaching that's like five less starbucks a month or what you know whatever like i, I don't know uh but you know you know the post i'm talking about yeah same goes for coaches and and i'm not just talking about like coaches needing coaches but like coaches needing mentors or like attending some of these seminars or right. you know seeking continued education and development right like and i think it it speaks to a couple things it speaks to priorities mm -hmm. like where are your priorities right and it also speaks to like you gotta, you gotta assume the white belt mentality where like, you always assume that there is someone out there who knows more than you and who's doing it better than you. Oh, absolutely. So why would you not find them? You right. know, like we're, we're like constantly trolling for people who are, you know, who are respected, who are doing it better. Or like, you know, we know, you know, thinking that you have something to learn from everyone mm -hmm. is, is just, is just a mindset. Absolutely. And, yeah. And so like, if you're not investing in those things, it says to me, it's not a priority and you don't have like that white belt mentality or mindset where like, I always like to say we're, you know, I'm a student for life. I've never heard you say that before. <sighs> <laughs> no, I, I, I fully agree though. And again, like this is like specific to coaches. I honestly think with like, I understand the, like, uh, the post about like five less Starbucks, but I also think like from that perspective, if you're like having to, you're having to like share a lot of that stuff with your clients to like help them understand it, you're like kind of 
playing the wrong game, so to speak, right? Where I think that if you just sort of get good enough at coaching and you can actually like show your results, then that speaks for itself versus kind of having to like run with these things where we're like kind of twisting someone's arm to try to get us to pay us for a service that is very valuable and they know can change their actually change their lives. Right. So, but again, it's more so like speaking to this mindset about around coaching, because I think we're both very, very passionate about making the industry better. Right. And helping as many people as we possibly can. Our entire team is right. And that involves also helping other coaches get better. And that's like, as you said, like very much your clients are going to be a reflection of you, right? So if you're not willing to invest in yourself, your clients won't either. If you're not able to coach yourself now, that doesn't necessarily, that doesn't mean like actually coaching yourself, but if you're not able to like follow through with the prescription that a coach puts in front of you, how are you going to coach other people through that? How are you going to expect other people through that? Right? So I feel like, again, it's kind of like the same as like the, like jumping into business coaching before you've actually learned how to coach people and like trying to blow up your business before you've actually learned how to coach people. It's again, like kind of putting the cart before the horse. Um, Also like does not help our industry. Like some of the perceptions out there of the coaching industry or people that have had bad experiences, you know um, it, it just, it's a net negative. Absolutely. And again, like it's, it is cool. It's rewarding to work with so many people who have worked with other coaches in the past to really like show them. Like, um, I know a couple of clients of yours recently, like mentioning, like I've been around the block, so to speak, as far as coaches goes. And like, this is so far above and beyond like anything else. Like that always makes me so happy to hear. And I don't want this to be perceived as negative. Again, like this is something that I get fired up about. And I've like talked to so many people about this specific thing lately that is fresh on my mind. But I think it's so just so important, like as a coach, to like truly take this seriously and treat it as like, if your goal is just to make a lot of money from it, it's probably not going to go well because it takes, I think, a very, very long time to like get established at that point. And also it takes actually being good at what you do for it to be more than a flash in the pan, right? So again, like the long game here just like we would tell our clients is so damn important. And again, like so much of that is just being willing to like, actually first and foremost, like, is it like, if your goal is just to make as much money as you can, like it's, you're going to have a bad time, but if your goal is to be the best coach you possibly can, I think that that like gets you so much further and ironically probably gets you closer to those other things as well. Um, any other thoughts on that? I'm kind of rambling again. This is just like a mishmash of thoughts from the last couple of weeks. No, I mean, we both like, you know, I know another thing that we feel strongly about, which really ties into, you know, the subject of the day here is, um, you know, walking the talk, right. And leading by example. Um, I mean, that could be a whole other podcast for sure, but I think it's always really interesting how your clients tend to sort of take on aspects of you. They really do. Or personality. I don't know. I don't know the right way to really articulate that. But, you know, we have this opportunity with social media to show us practicing what we're preaching or show show, show ourselves like practicing what we're preaching. Right. And, you know, if like I know I post about the fact that I have a coach you know, and like, I'm posting about like attending seminars. Um, now these are all things I'm clearly doing in real life, you know, but 
I find that by sharing things like that, because I'm actually doing them, I, I just notice like such an openness in my clients, like and a, and an excitement for the material. Um, you know, for like what the work that we're doing together, like coach and clients, it's like they kind of see the multi generation there. You know, it's right. like they see you getting coached. They see you, you know, like grinding out reps in your training. And I think that's just such, that's just so important. So right. I feel like that all sort of ties in together. Um, and like, I feel like every single one of my clients has that like growth mindset and like that mentality of like just wanting to improve and be better and learn. Which is so important. I think very much to you, like, you it sounds kind of woo woo, but you truly attract like what you put out there yeah. from a client perspective like i know we talked many times about like how blessed we are with the clients we work with and again i think like so much of that is also because like that's a large part of what we put out there right they see us like truly like walking the talk um and really leading by example and again we attract other people who want to do the same right so again like when it's like i'm really struggling I think that a lot of times, like one of the biggest challenges, again, like talking to other coaches is oftentimes like my clients just wanted to hear, they won't like do what I want them to, if they don't check in and it's like, Hey, you, if it's like, another, it's again, like, it's like, how are you with that process? Right. Are you submitting your check-ins late to your coach? Are you like following the plan? Well, how are we doing there? And very much like our, as you said, it's, it's weird to the degree, which clients kind of start to you see like your own beliefs traits and Valid. behaviors yeah okay. in, your, in your clients even if it's like you're not posting about it on social media it is weird how much you kind of see that reflected so i truly think that like you as a coach living this yourself if you're struggling to help your clients that's the best way to kind of level that up um anything else to add there no Cool. Um, anything else that you wanted to touch on before we wrap up this episode? Um, now just that, you know, uh, always like, I think, you know, I said this a little bit earlier, but, um, assuming that you have something to learn from everyone, you know, like everyone has something to teach you, um, yeah. doesn't, you know, good or bad. Like there's, there's always an opportunity to learn. Um, and then the fact that, you know, we all have blind spots. Um, and then, you know, again, like thinking about the past few days at the N1 practical, um, again, this was very like anatomy, biomechanics, like physics, <laughs> you know, relevant. Right. Um, that's what we all went there expecting to learn. Right. But I think the coolest thing um, was all the other things that we learned that we didn't necessarily anticipate, like um, new frameworks, Right. new ways of thinking about things, new approaches, you know, so not just like literal, like I am learning about like the divisions of the lat and like the mechanics of a lat pull down, you know, it wasn't quite like that cut and dry. It's like, yes, we, we did talk about those things. Um, obviously I really enjoyed like the lat component of this practical, but again, like the, there were just much larger umbrella takeaways, you know? And I think, you know, you don't always have to agree with like a hundred percent of what everyone is, is putting out there, but understanding that you have things to learn from everyone 
And sometimes yeah. it's not like always just the literal thing that you're learning, but it can be just like a different point of view or a new way of thinking, a, a new approach. Um, and you want to just kind of move through life and your respective career, whatever that may be, kind of collecting as much of these things as you can, because then with experience, just time in the saddle, you get to become your own coach. You know, you get to be the kind of coach you want to be where you're like, okay, I'm going to take a little bit from N1 here. And then I'm going to take a little bit from this guy and a little bit of this guy. And, you know, as you kind of like collect all of these different like tools and skills, you develop like your own brand and framework and point of view. And like, that's, that's the magic for me. Oh, oh, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And again, we've been, we've had the opportunity to, uh, we've made the opportunity to work with so many incredible people. And I mean, it is like, it's hard. Like, I mean, like for the three of us to go to N1, like I paid $7,500 for that. Right. That's a lot for, but there's been so many instances like that, right? Where again, like we invest a ton, thousands of dollars every single month into our continuing education because it's such an important part of how we continue to grow. And I have never, there's never been a single month where I don't feel like that has more than paid us back. Right. I feel like so many people stay stuck in this place where it's like, I don't know what to do to, I don't know, like how to help my clients. I just need better clients. And it's like, Hey, we're like (laughs) the mentors that we've worked with, like immediately when it's like, Oh shit, that problem that I didn't know how to fix. Now I suddenly know how to fix it. And I can help this person. Now this person is a raving fan and they like refer more people to us. And like, this is like, that's just so much of how you continue to grow. But again, like, I think that it's like, that's one of the biggest things that holds so many people back. Um, I don't think I have another note for coaches on that is that, you know, the mentors that we've invested in, um, we are, you know, so fortunate to have on our team and in our circle and like the mentors I've invested in you, um, Frank, you know, like all the previous coaches that I've worked with, this is also how you build your network within the, that's another good point, you know, because, and again, that could probably be its own podcast, but, you know, online coaching, um, if you're not a part of a team or if you're not a part of a great team like I am, um, you know, who are like, we're very close and we talk constantly. <laughs> like It feels like we hang out all the time. But, you know, if you're doing this solo, it's lonely. And nice. I mean, that was that was why I wanted to join a team. Mm-hmm. You know, like I did have my own business, but like. I tell you, like humans are unique individuals, you know, like no two clients are the same. I mean, yes, like we all understand what a calorie deficit is, calorie balance and like the mechanics of fat loss and things like that. But no two humans are the same. So the ability to, you know, like chat through these things. So like if I mean, if you're on a team, hopefully you have that sort of like team relationship. If you're not on a team going to these kinds of trainings and events in person or like investing in group mentorships. There are a lot of great group mentorships out there, like weekly or monthly calls or whatever. This is like also how you get to know other professionals in the industry and like you build your circle and, you know, like it's, it's actually a very cool community I've found um, of, of some really awesome people, but also, you know, when you're, when you're, you know, professionally young, 
Um, and starting out, like maybe you develop enough of a, you know, closeness or friendship with someone where like that, you can go to that person with a case study, you know, and say like, Hey, like I, do you have a minute? I'm really struggling with X, Y, Z client. They're not whatever, you know? So, um, just again, another, like, not only are you investing in your own education, growth and development, but you're, you're building your network. And that is just equally important. Uh, we like to call that collecting uncles here. <laughs> um, no, but tr- definitely shout out uncle Dom. Yeah. Shout out to uncle Dom though. Really though. Like Dom is a great example of that, right? Like we meet with Dom every single week because like first I couldn't imagine going back to like when it was just me coaching by myself, like it's incredible to have you and Andrea and get Rhea's insights as well. Yeah. Like when a client is struggling, we're constantly going back and forth on like, Hey, what do you think of this program, this person's blood work, et cetera. Like, how should I phrase this to this person? As you said, there's so much value to that, but also then having Dom who has a different perspective than we do. He kind of has come from a different world than we have, um, meaning the bodybuilding world, not Michigan. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> and also Michigan, I guess, but is also able to give us like such a unique perspective um, and again, like having him there to meet with every week is so helpful too, as far as like our ability and our confidence in just helping our clients. Um, and again, it always pays you back so quickly, but I feel like like so many coaches have, are just kind of stuck at that first step and like never get past that, uh, because they're not willing to like kind of overcome that hurdle. And again, I think it's like, if you look at, it's kind of like, we have to look at, for weight loss, right? If the goal is just like, I want to lose 50 pounds and we're only focused on the outcome. We're not looking at the process. Like, okay. So like, what do we have to do to lose 50 pounds? Right. And we'd be like looking at these things, like you have to hit your macros every day, et cetera. Like what have the other people that have been successful in doing that? What have they done? You have to look at the same thing at like the coaches that you admire, right? There is no one who's like a phenom coach who was just born that way, or they just listen to a couple of podcasts and follow Natalie on Instagram. And that's how they got there. Right. There's So again, I think it's like with clients, we're all about setting realistic expectations. And I think that's also something that kind of needs to be set for coaches as far as like how much you can do and how far you can go and how well you actually look, help your clients. If you're not willing to do these things, Um, I feel like this episode has a lot harsher tone than I'm used to, but hopefully this is helpful. Anything else you want to add before you wrap up, Natalie? We're trying to come at it from a good place, though. I don't think it's harsh. I think, um, you know, we are, as members of this industry, we want to see our colleagues succeed. And we want to see the industry thrive because Mm -hmm. we know that there are a lot of people out there that need help. Right. And I know that I know that we don't really think that there's competition because there's there's enough to go around if you're a good coach. Oh, like, there, I mean, how many billions of people are there on the planet? Right. You know, like there are a lot of people who really need help. So this is, you know, not a negative undertone. This is coming at it really with just like all the love and respect for, for what the industry has, has given us right. and like wanting to kind of like just see it and everyone succeed. But for those of you out there wondering how to do that, uh, here are some ideas, you know. Yeah, no, that's, that's a great way to frame it because that's something like I'm like, speaking of Adam, like an Adam Miller from N1, like he, he really like reshared like, our my new DM. Uncle. 
<laughs> he reshared my DM and he's like, dude, I'm, I'm sorry. I should have asked you before sharing that. I'll definitely make sure to do so next time. And I was like, dude, no, like I want you to be acknowledged publicly for like how great you are and like how passionate you are. And that's what like, I very much like, that's a good way to frame this because I don't ever want it to be like a, you're not talking down. I'm not, this is just again, like for myself, something I wish I would have, like, I'm, I first like started doing like really investing in this and understanding like how much this would, uh, it's basically like you have to invest in yourself to become valuable. That's again, like I first heard that in 2017 immediately is like, Oh, wow. That makes a lot of sense. And that also makes sense why I haven't been progressing like I wanted to before this, but that's always something that's really stuck with me. And again, like truly understanding that has been so incredibly helpful for me. And that's again, like just like something that doesn't seem like it's clicked with a lot of people who have talked to you. And that's oftentimes why you're stuck. So again, like sharing, like, and, um, Andrea and I did an episode, I think back in March, I'll link it up in the show notes actually, but we did another episode like talking through like our, like kind of how we got here. We've of course added a good amount to it actually since then, but kind of talking through the different mentors, coaches and things of that nature that we've worked with. So I'll link that up in the show notes if you want to refer to that as well. Like as far as um, different options and things in that nature, of course we coach, um, we currently have a have a wait list, but um, we do coach people. So if you do want to get on that, of course, the link to that is in the show notes as well, but it will probably be a little bit before we can get you started. Um, but yeah, really, that's kind of the angle that I want to come at it from because it's truly helped all of us so much. And I feel so fortunate with like where we're at and like what we're able to do. But again, that's because we've all been willing to kind of like take those leaps that are scary sometimes to get here. Cool. All right. Well, on that note, we will wrap it up. Um, as always, we appreciate y'all sh- tuning in and we will catch you guys next time.